thinking about how we start meetings. I know. I know. <laughs> you guys make fun of me every time. <laughs> I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. I remembered. Finally. Uh, I am Melissa Maley, the spy. I'm Tyler Riley, cop and a half. I'm Tristan Miller, the saucy sleuth. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod. And today, I want to recommend Murder in Mesopotamia, which is the book that we are going to be covering on today's program. Okay, that's what we're talking about. It uh, is. It's yeah. a book by Agatha Christie. Yes. Starring, as they say in the book <laughs> fields, our favorite detective, Hercule Poirot. Yeah. <clears throat> that little little egg boy. Yeah. And what a man. What, what a, a mighty man. good man. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, do you you have it up? I have many things. Up. Okay. Fun fact: it uh, the U.S. edition was originally sold for two doll hairs. Oh, really? Oh. Very cheap. It was originally published in the Collins Crime Club, which sounds like a fun like book service. Did you know Book of the Month Club? You know, used to go back to like nineteen twenty something. Yeah. That like service, like that's where F. Scott Fitzgerald was first published. Really? So everyone who's complaining about this weird like you know service where people send you know like. Uh, go fresh or whatever like oh millennials are so lazy like they've been doing that the whole time yeah like it's been a is what i have to say to them i agree i could not have said it better myself thank you so this is one of those books where we start off following a complete stranger that we've never met before in our entire lives yes for a while for For a third of the book because i read it on my kindle and it shows me percentage yeah percentage and i tracked it and it was 33 percent of the way into the book is when poirot is it appears so we'll start from there yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely uh i checked the my copy out from my local library that is very charming of you oh and i bet you'd drive a prius too if you could i've never driven i would only ride a bike if i I could if you could i can't but if i could i wouldn't choose a prius why wouldn't you? Because Ford is the best. It's so economical. So this lady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we start off. We start off at the beginning of the book. I mean, we didn't do a wacky thing where we uh, just <laughs> can we can we read one of these books backwards? Like start with the conclusion to see how it happens. I yeah, and then we could do be Greek tragedy style. Mm-hmm. Yes. Start in the middle, yeah. then go to the beginning and the end. Or we could just... Um, Not read. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Goodbye, we're done. <laughs> yep. um, no, we could take the chapter titles or numbers, um, put them all in a hat, and just pick them out, and that's the mm-hmm. order we read them in. Ooh. Ooh. Like a choose-your-own-adventure almost. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, vote... <laughs> On the Twitter poll I've just posted of how we should read the next book. (laughs) And the Facebook poll. Be sure to follow us at ADCPod on the Twitter. Not the Instagrams. But the Twitter at ADCPod. And follow us on Facebook, either in the group or the page. We have a group where you can berate us if you want. Or go, good job. Well, you could do that on the page, too. I suppose you could. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to say it right now. We will have a an Instagram. We will. Ooh. Ooh. Exciting news. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. Breaking. Oh, God. I just said it. Yeah, on, now, on the uh, thing. here's the other thing. Uh, that means you're in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Was there going to ever be any yeah. other alternative than yeah. me being in charge of the Instagram? No. No. I know how to take pictures on my mobile device. But you have an Android, you see. Yeah. That, so you should not be in charge of the Instagram. Why, why not? The camera's terrible on an Android. You're terrible on an Android. <laughs> That's true. I have too many emotions. I got that emotion chip, like in Star Trek. 
you have yours removed when you get an Android. Oh, is that so? That's how it works. Mm. I haven't felt emotion in years. Oh, that explains (laughs) it. (laughs) Yes, I'm. I'm gonna make us. I'm gonna make us an Instagram. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Anyway, um. Okay, so murder in Mesopotamia. Yeah, there is a murder. There is, in fact, a murder in Mesopotamia. So we meet uh, this. It's in first person, limited point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have an education in (laughs) fourth grade. Yeah. So. um, Man, I wish I had. (laughs) Doesn't your mom listen to this? Yeah. She was my. She no. She did well English wise. She did well all around. Yeah, but she she specifically did well English and literature wise. But right. anyhow, <laughs> I was like, "Are you really gonna die?" No, like that? I just don't. I don't remember. I mean, none Anything. of us really do. But anyway, it's in first person. It's in first person. It's not Hastings. It's not Hastings. It's not Hastings. It's this lady. Yeah, it's we this, don't know her. What's this lady? I don't know her. <laughs> to quote, yeah, to quote Mariah Carey, yeah, I, I don't know, know her. her. It's. Uh, Amy Leatherin, <sighs> Nurse Leatherin, mm. and she is mm-hmm. not Nurse Lacerin. I'll mm. tell you that <laughs> she is something. Um. <laughs> so this lady, she's a nurse. She is super very judgy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And sometimes she's right, but most of the times it's just a little much. It's like, all right, yeah. okay. Calm yourself. Yeah. You're not perfect either. Yeah, she doesn't know these people. She doesn't. Yeah. She's in a foreign country. Yeah. She, which she makes very apparent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was a book where I was just like, even for Agatha, this is racist. Yeah. I mean, oh, this is. Goodness. Yeah. This is garbage. And can I tell you what I think? Because she was on digs a lot as well, right? Yes. Her and, second husband was an archaeologist. Yes. And so she probably went to Iraq. And so she probably d- did not like it. She and, didn't dig it? Oh! It did not rock her world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh. So I have a feeling that all these predisposed biases may be just her getting it all out of her system. Well, how did she get back to England? She around? Trains? Yeah. She around so far yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we're not doing real. Okay. We're doing a joke. Okay. Um, so the actually the opening chapter is um, from the perspective of I believe is it Doctor Leidner? Yeah. Um, yeah, it jumps around so much. And so Doctor Leidner sees a nurse Leatherin. Um. Terrible and name. I'm so sorry. They never um, say her first name until it, only at the beginning of the book. Yeah, and then and then it becomes Nurse Leather. And, and then like when I was looking at the synopsis on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. it, says, it talks about Amy. I'm like, who is that? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, right. They barely ever say. So yeah, uh, at the end of this first chapter, after meeting um, Nurse Leather in England, I believe. Um, yep. We have a moment where. Dr. Leidner is thinking, Nurse Leatherin, he thought, would do. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. And I, I read that and I went, huh. Yeah. And then it picks up from her perspective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so her friend, I guess, Dr. Riley. <laughs> uh, Dr. Riley has, knows this guy, Dr. Leidner. Um, who know her. is on this? Who's going on this archaeological dig in um, in Iraq? Uh, mm. And he introduces, you know, they meet Nurse Leatherin, and um, Doctor Leidner had been looking for someone to come along with his wife yeah. and like be a companion for his wife on this expedition. Who seems to be going through it. Yeah, yeah, she's having a real rough time. She's not, like, physically sick, but what? she's... Does not want to be there, yeah. it seems. Like, it she's seems... just, like, her heart isn't in it. Yeah, she seems to be having, like, a nervous breakdown. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's very dismissive of it. It's super cool. 
Um, yeah, at one point they even say it's like she has a nervous condition, which I was like, that's a very <laughs> polite term for what's happening. Oh, it here. struck me much as uh, much more like a very misogynistic. Uh, sure, yeah, of the time, but like, yeah, it, for what is happening, like it's polite in as much as it's downplaying it of like, oh, she is, she from the outside looks like she has paranoid schizophrenia. So it's like, oh, she just has, she's just nervous, <laughs> which is fascinating. <laughs> Well, I also just think it's like an, uh, like, I just think it's like an of the time thing. Yeah. You know, like, your grandparents are like, oh, your knee hurt? That's just growing pains. And, like, right. no, there's, like, a hairline fracture. But yeah. Like, sure, growing pains. Yeah. yeah. and Or, like, my grandmother telling me that if I went outside without a hat, I would get pneumonia. Yeah. Which is, turns out, not true. Um, yeah. And, <clears throat> or wet hair or something like that. Yeah, and you'll catch your death, that whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it came from a very genuine place. My poor grandmother lost a... Uh, two of her siblings um real young because oh, yeah <sighs> it was the uh, early 1900s like yeah that'll do it yeah so she was a little didn't hurt me to make sure i had dry hair and put a hat on yeah so made grandma feel better <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's a very it downplays it a lot because yeah. what she's um she claims is like she's seen people at the window someone's she's convinced someone's trying to kill her she's like really anxious and she's really amped up yeah that's when we we find that out when we get to um when nurse leatherin comes over to to join everybody um and yeah she finally does meet her and she seems, from the nurse's perspective, she seems like a pretty cool lady. Yeah. But does seem very agitated. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, sometimes people have reasons for being very agitated. <laughs> yeah. And it can be explained by them having real legitimate reasons yeah. to have emotions. Yes. Um, and also we get a pretty quick... Um, idea of how she... What's this lady's name again? Who? Uh, Miss Leidner? Miss Leidner? Yeah. yeah. Um, like she, her first name? No, just like... Oh, okay. I forgot Sorry. her name. Louise is her first name. Louise Leidner. Um, you, we get a quick idea how like, everyone seems to be rather enchanted by her. She yes. has a very charismatic energy mm-hmm. as well as being very chaotic. And I'm like, oh, I, I know exactly the kind of person this you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And we do get like a little, um, a bit of gossip. The hot gossip. I think that's the name of the chapter. Number Probably. Three. I think it's gossip. Yeah. Um, where Amy is going around being nosy. Yeah. <laughs> as she does. All up in everybody's business. Um, and there is something I highlighted. because I want to know if it's the same thing I highlighted. Please I go bet on. it is. I couldn't highlight. My highlight was, I can explain best what I meant by saying that they all pass the butter to each other too politely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is who our narrator is, just so yes. everyone knows. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do remember that. But what I highlighted is she's, you know, we're in, being introduced to the cast of characters. And, of course, Mercado is a rather queer fish. He has very such a very odd beard, put in Mrs. Kelsey. Like, what a, what a thing to say. What a thing. Like, okay. In modern right. terms, it would mean something completely different. Yes, it would. Yeah. And it, also, did Agatha, like, just discover the word queer before writing this book? It seems so, yes. It's in this book, like, literally in every chapter, multiple times. Yes. It's yeah. like, get this girl a thesaurus. Uh, I also <laughs> think that that was... I mean, of course, connotations are different today. and I Oh, think, for sure. Yeah, and I think that that was just also used a lot more at the time um i kind of see it i've seen it in other literature and um like plays kind of thing yeah no i get that for me it was just like Like the amount of times right right could you imagine if you replaced it with weirdo every time (laughs) what a weirdo fish this man was (laughs) such a weirdo beard weirdo beardo that weirdo nasal chant that abdullah does in chapter 10 as well oh Oh, poor abdullah Bless that child's heart. Just, yeah, as we talk through this book, um, picture it 
just being very racist, just all through, just a little sprinkled in. Yep. <laughs> you know, with maybe the salt shaker cap wasn't even on. They just weren't went like, here's some salt. Here's Oops, some all racism. racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's bad. So um, hamburger racism. Yep. <laughs> Um, so we're there in Iraq, and she's being very judgy. Um, yes. She's meeting all the cast of characters. Who else does she meet? Let's talk about these people in this book who I remember who some of them are. So I, I'm just going to reference real quick. Um, so we have Miss um, Johnson, mm-hmm. who is one of the col- one of Dr. Leibner's colleagues. She's Wait, is that there. Sheila? No, Anne. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, she's been there forever. Very devoted to Dr. Leitner. Um, then, of course, there is Dr. Leitner himself, and um, he is an archaeologist of some repute. Thanks, Wikipedia. Great. Um, <laughs> uh, Richard Carey, who I, so is... I've never heard repute. I've only heard ill repute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It Just works like, the other way around. That's fascinating. I've yeah. never heard that before. There are a couple words that don't, that have, like, the, only the negative. Like, uncouth. You can't be couth. Right. Anyway. Um, so there's Richard Carey, who is another longtime colleague of Dr. Leidner. And he is very handsome. Oh, yeah. Woof. Just the most handsome. Who did you cast? I didn't. You didn't? Did you cast anyone in your mind of the handsome man? Oh, 90s Triple H. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I cast myself. So please continue. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Then there is um, Dr. Riley, who is the doctor um, that the nurse was introduced to. The... That's me. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I thought Jonathan C. Riley, and I couldn't get it out of my head. Oh, fair enough. Which is unfortunate. And I then <laughs> his, his daughter, Sheila Riley, ah. who is... A pill. (laughs) (laughs) I like each podcast recording. We both, everyone ages 40 years. (laughs) I know. We become, we become just old people. Which is appropriate. Would you like a butterscotch? I would. I don't have any of his joke. I'm sorry. I used to have. Rude. You remember. I used to have a bunch of butterscotches. You too. That's right. Yeah. It's the only reason I agreed to do your other podcast. That's true. <laughs> it's like, like hey, do you want a butterscotch, young man? <laughs> you record for an hour, I'll give you a single butterscotch. You know, I never think of getting butterscotch. It was already unwrapped and loose. It was- <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one of those loose butterscotches. <laughs> from my pocket. <laughs> it hasn't been in my mouth before. No, sir. <laughs> do you know, I never think of getting butterscotch um, because, you know, Why? Um, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Why? It's my favorite candy. <laughs> no, uh, but like I don't think of getting hard candies usually. It's oh, not I something see. that like mm-hmm. occurs to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then um, in Disney World, they have an entire store devoted to butterscotch. Oh, yes, in I think Germany and Epcot, and they sense. and it is by run by Werther's, and they do give out little Werther's originals mm. if you just drop in. But they also have like a you know plethora of outrageous desserts featuring butterscotch mm-hmm. and also butterscotch popcorn or car- or is it caramel no i'm sorry it's caramel okay. still but yeah that sounds wonderful have you been to chip the cookie place in astoria no go to chip it's Where great is it um kind of near qed um it's like right like a couple of blocks away it's really close to ditmars um okay i had a butterscotch cookie from them oh. delicious but they're like um scun size oh cookies they're delicious um i figure it out the reason one by the way one of the reasons i went so bananas with the, the butterscotch is it tastes like scotch at a certain point and okay. when i was getting sober i'm like well this is nice for me personally oh, if you get like a really good butterscotch yeah. i had one i was like this tastes like alcohol oh, it tastes like scotch you idiot yeah. Yep. So, if you get like dollar store butterscotch, not so much. But if you get like Primo, yeah. So that's my tip. If you're stuck trying that to blue label butterscotch, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some of your top shelf butterscotch, please. Come on, Werther. None you of your well butterscotch. Such a good for me. idea. Oh my goodness. 
But I have become my Nana recently. I've noticed that, like, I'm, like, stealing Splenda packets from places <laughs> and, like, putting it in my pocket. Oh, my God. My grandma did that, too, except Splenda didn't really exist when I was a kid. Well, but I mean, yeah. you're paying for a cup of coffee that costs $3. You should take some. Yeah. Oh, but, but I, like, I go overboard. Like, I have, like, worn, like, suit jackets and I'm, like... There's like a pocket full of Splenda. Like I, I have so much Splenda. <laughs> it's and a problem. Eventually, the packet starts wearing down, and it's like, oh no! It starts fusing with the jacket. Yeah. It's like gotta use it today. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should bring some of those over. So when you have coffee, you can just bring your own sweetener, sir. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Did you know the only way sugar can rot is with water? Hmm. Oh yeah. Otherwise, it's just. Yeah, just sits. Yeah, pretty much, just kind of sits there. Huh. But the way, yeah. But if you put it in water, it'll. So don't, don't do that. Don't store. Gotta stop storing my sugar in the pool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the deep end. Don't go in there. Um, Got a stew going. Oh God. (laughs) I like to have fun. So then we have um, Joseph Mercado of the Odd Beard. Um, he is another. <laughs> what is that? His Game of Thrones title? <laughs> Yar, I'm Ar- Odd Beard. That is how they talk in Game of Thrones. Some of them, they're pirates. Some of them, they are. So they are. Yar. That one guy who's devoted to to Emilia Clark's character kind of sounds like he's like Khaleesi or. John Snow? No, the other guy. The, the old man. Yeah. Um, that, oh, okay. Now that eats the bigger one in the last season, right? Yeah. I've seen Spoilers. season one, two, three, and the last one. Great. <laughs> which, is really they, <laughs> which is as they... Which is as intended. intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's killing me that I don't remember his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. So very handsome. Oh, yeah. He is very handsome. Um, a dilf, if you will. Sure. Um, so we got Weird Beard. Joseph Mercado, he's a colleague of Dr. Leidner, um, and he's been there for, like, the past two years helping him dig. Um, <laughs> and he is often tired. So, you know. Yeah. Identifiable. Yeah. Um, relatable. And then his wife, Marie, who is... I like identifiable instead of relatable. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> think of the word relatable. <laughs> no, but I like that. That's good. Like, yeah, that's... I, I can... <laughs> Yeah. I recognize that within myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then... The, the tired in me sees the tired in you. <laughs> now I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, his wife, Marie, who's very... It says she is devoted, her, his devoted wife. Yeah. Oh, boy, yes. And she's not a fan of Mrs. Leidner. No, not at all. Um... Yeah, kind of hostile to the nurse, but honestly, mm, that makes mm, sense. Mm. Um, it does. Yeah. She's kind of hostile to everyone, too. Anyway, um, David Emmett, who is a quiet young American man, um, and he's working on the dig. Um, again, second year there. He's the, the one in the photo booth, right? I barely... In the dark room. He takes photographs. Yes. Oh, he's yes. the dig's that photographer. That is him? And that's, so, where he, that's what his alibi... Well, I'm getting ahead. Yeah, yeah. But, um... But yeah, that's his alibi. Because he's, like, also such a soft boy, and I'm like, yeah, of course you're taking photographs. People have been the same for years. Yeah. Um, he's an e-boy. <laughs> Sorry. There is Bill Coleman, who is another young man working on the dig. Um, he isn't really into archaeology, but he really likes to forge things. Apparently. That's true. Um, like signatures? Yeah. Some of those signatures. There's Carl Reiter. Um, R-E-I-T-E-R. I don't think I know how to else to pronounce that other than Reiter. Um, a young American man from Chicago. And it's his first year. No, he's the photographer. Oh, he's the photographer. Yes. Oh, my mistake. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to distinguish the two of them sometimes there's a lot of people in this there's book so many people in this book there's so many people in this book like and you thought orient express was bad Oy. i mean there are but they're so well developed and like distinct are they're you t- distinct are you talking about murder in the orient, orient express, express right 
Or this book. Or this book. And Murder in the Orient Express. Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. <laughs> no, what I, what I mean we were is... Both... I know, I, I was like, you were both offended, which I understand. <laughs> um, no, what I mean is, because yeah. they were so well-developed in uh, Murder on the Orient Express, it's mm-hmm. easy to be like, oh yeah, of course, that guy. Yes, I know who he is. Whereas these two people that we just confused, it's like, ah, it do- does it matter? Yeah. No, not really. Yeah. We will probably never talk about them again. Um, and then there is the priest, Father Levigny, or whatever, um, who is a French cleric, as they put it, which now makes me think of him as a Dungeons and Dragons character. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah. And he is, he's brand new to the team, but he has a great reputation. And that is all the people in the book. And it's been an hour that we've been talking. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got a lot of good cereal content, though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, okay. So those are all the people. She meets all of them. They have all have various opinions about this uh, Mrs. Leitner. Yeah. Um, some, some of them, them like, like them. Some of them don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, but of got course, a whole doc- bunch of hot goss. Yeah, yes. a bunch of hot goss. And that's most of the first book. Then, can, can I say what happens next? Yes. Oh, no. Dr. Leitner thinks everybody loves his wife. <laughs> yes. Because... He's like, everyone is just crazy about her. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes, which is not the case. Um, but we find we do figure out, we do get why um, Mrs. Leidner has been agitated. Mm-hmm. Um, was that what you were going to say next, Tristan? No. Okay. We should talk about that, though, yeah? Probably. Yeah, probably. So, Mrs. Leidner was married very young to a guy who went into the war. Pew, pew. Yeah. And then he did something shady and she gave him up. Is that what happened? No, he died in the war. Quote unquote. Wasn't he? No, like you're both right. right. Yes. He was running away from the situation Mm. when he died in a train. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Train with a T. As opposed to the other way of writing? Like plane. I, I want to make sure that oh, I was heard oh, correctly. Yeah. I, okay. Plane. <laughs> um, yeah. A crane crash. She was just like... Because you don't really hear about too many train crashes nowadays. You hear about plane crash. So I just wanted to make sure that... that we also okay. call it a derailment. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of derailments in New York. There was like two or three last year. It was nuts. Well, there's a derailment in this conversation I'm right sorry. So he died. He dead. Yes. Right. And... Oh, and um, his body and face were so, like, mangled mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah. He was gooey. It was, oh, gosh. Why yeah, that? why did you say that word? <laughs> that specific word. But, yeah, so she had basically um, given him up to the government for, like, oh, he's running away. And he knew about this before he died. Yeah. That his wife betrayed him. So... Years later, she starts getting these threatening letters. Threateners, if you will. Yep. Or nasty notes, as I call them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. And and she and it is it purports to be him mm. threatening her that he will kill her if she remarries. Yeah. Great. Which she's recently done. And oh. the notes have come back. Yeah, and she's they, very scared. Right. So they stopped for a while, and then um, she marries Dr. Leidner, and then the notes resume. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then they go away again, because when they leave the country, they leave England, yeah. and then they start showing up again, even right. though they're in Iraq. Right. So she's, I mean, you know, your allegedly dead ex-husband is sending you hate mail threats. Yeah. like I think I'd be pretty upset too <laughs> when your husband's ghost ats you you're gonna be a little <laughs> concerned <laughs> yeah um and so everyone has kind of been like yeah I don't know I don't buy this it this doesn't sound plausible he also had a younger brother that hated her yeah. so you know there's the concern that it might be him impersonating him or that maybe he didn't die or something happened but she's very like she's real nervous about it and um everyone is is just dismissing her yeah um no one takes her seriously 
So... And she's claimed to see a face at her window, tap, tap, tapping at her chamber door, stuff like that. She's very... Yeah. Um, Lots of stuff. Exactly. Uh, And our nurse friend doesn't believe her really either. Um, she very sympathetic listener though. Yeah, give her that. Oh yeah. no, for sure. Give her um, that. She inspires trust in people, for some reason. Um, I mean, I guess yeah. she should. I mean, it's kind of similar thing to like the uh, Nick Carraway thing from Gatsby, where it's like I keep all of my judgments inside. Yeah, <laughs> and I never let them out. That's actually very true. Yeah, you it know? is very similar to to Carraway in that way. Is that his name? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Great. Yeah, good job. (laughs) So take that earlier me that said I didn't know how to read. Hey, let's not get caraway with (laughs) that, okay? Oh! Oh. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) That should have got me. (laughs) (laughs) So um, she shows the letters to our nurse friend, and she sees other samples of her handwriting for some reason. I can't remember why. And the handwriting looks real similar to her handwriting. Like, so there's yikes. the thought that she's faking these letters for attention. Because she does love the drama. Everyone has been like, she loves a fuss. Yeah. She loves causing stuff. Like, a lot of people have theories because there's a lot of, a couple of young men within the party that are like really got the hots for her. Sure. And people are like, oh, she's doing that on purpose because she loves the attention. And so. Yeah. WTF, why the fuss? <laughs> yeah, basically. All right. So. Fussy Verdon, is that anything? <laughs> <laughs> like Fussy Verdon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm there now. So the answer was 50% something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, um, and then she dies. Yeah, she gets murdered. She gets hit in the head with a blunt object. Yeah, like super definitely a murder. Yeah, and she... <laughs> Not like, oops, I died. She, and then she's laying... She, they, <laughs> oops, all death. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, I just couldn't get it out. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, she, uh, it's, she's laying there in her bed and she has like a crushed in face. It's very gruesome. And <laughs> at one point, someone does bring up the possibility of suicide it's, it's like how <laughs> in what more yeah so elaborate and so um so they're like oh gosh what do we do um the the doctor on hand says oh she's been dead for about an hour um yeah that's dr riley yes who incidentally no one ever ever suspects of the crime yeah yeah which i thought was interesting because he's a doctor right you know do no harm yeah. yeah, clearly. Um, but then some one of the one of these cats in the party is like, I happen to know that uh, Hercule Poirot, the world's greatest detective, is um, happening to pass through through this part of the world right now. Do you want me to go? Get, do you want me to go hit him up? Yeah. And they're like, Ugh, I don't know. Sounds weird, but fine. I mean, we got. I'm. What else do we got? Because it's the police. The police that they call. Yeah. They're yeah. like, we got a better guy than us. Right. So Captain does not inspire confidence in their police force. Right. Captain Maitland, by the way, yeah. is there throughout this entire story. Oops. But it yeah. will not seem like he is. <laughs> that is correct. Right. Because occasionally I kept going back and being like, who's Captain Maitland? Oh, right. He's the actual police investigator that is doing, I guess, nothing. Um, but yeah, so Poirot rolls up and, um, goes about interviewing everyone in the world. This yeah. brings me to another highlight. Yes, please. From our new favorite narrator. Mm-hmm. Of course I knew he was a foreigner, but I hadn't expected him to be quite as foreign as he was. Yeah. If you know what I mean. No, Heifer, I don't. <laughs> um, she also refers to him as uh, ugly a lot. Yeah. She's so rude. And she's like, at one point, she's like, I wonder if he has a wife. <laughs> no, can't possibly be. And I'm like, that's so mean. Yeah. Fortunately... She's very polite outwardly, so I guess people don't get offended by her very, very harsh thoughts, but, mm-hmm. ooh. Hmm. Anyway. 
Um, so he shows up and he starts interviewing everybody and they all have opinions and yada 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 and it's still not clear at all. Right. At all. Um, and then with Amy. Yes. The nurse. Uh, who's the woman that she keeps bumping into that's doing whack stuff? Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson is very upset. Like, Quite. is blaming herself, like, that she didn't, like, she should have heard something. But she also does very honestly say to Poirot, like, I was not a huge fan of her. Yeah. But because she really seemed to, because, you know, she's one of, uh, Miss Johnson is one of, uh, Dr. Leidner's longtime colleagues. Oh, yes. And so... And there was a change once he got married. Yeah. And so she wasn't a fan, but at the same time did seem, like, really earnestly upset about her death and, you know, um, seemed forthright. Um, Poirot actually was believing what she was saying. Yes. But she, yeah, she's, she gets pretty upset. She gets pretty upset, and she does some very interesting things. Um, she bumps, Amy and she bump into each other, and uh, she's holding a note, and then immediately burns it up. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's normal. Um, and then... Well, next to normal. Yeah. Hmm. And then, uh, and this is far later in the book, but we got, I just, I can't with this, and I, we gotta keep moving. She's on the roof, and she, Amy is, once again, just hanging out next to her, Nose and um, and she's like, I know how it was done. Oh no, I know how it was done. And then runs away, not explaining anything to Amy. And then the next day, she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, in between all of this, we're getting interviews with Poirot and the rest of the cast of characters, and it it really. Like, he, we get some clues in there. We mm-hmm. get some insight as to who liked her, who didn't. But, like, not a whole heck of a, a lot. Yeah. Um, one of the most interesting things is someone, I forget who, says that she and, um, what's his name? Handsome Man. Mm. Um, mm. The other longtime colleague of Dr. Leidner yes. had been having an affair. Yes. So, um, when he is interrogated, he's like, I hated her. And... It's like, okie doke. Sure. Great. Um, so I think that's the most valuable piece of information that Other we get. than all of the alibis. The, yeah. There's only two people that don't have good alibis, is that correct? But then they don't really have motive or something yeah, like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's all very strange. Oh, and they determined that there was only ten minutes in which she could have been murdered. Yes. And so they're like, okay. And so um, her husband was on the roof with somebody else. Um, and this whole time, um, Poirot truly believes in Dr. Leidner's complete and utter devotion and passionate love for his wife. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. But, you know. Yep. And then, so Mrs. Johnson's been murdered. She's been poisoned. Yeah. Um, she normally has a glass of water halfway through the night. Someone basically put, like, bleach in it, and then she died. But it took her a while. Like, that day when she was on the roof and mm. kind of um, acting real weird and just got out, like, the window. Yeah. She had already been poisoned, and it was working her way through her system. I see. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. That's how I understood it. I think you're right. Yeah. Full disclosure, I did read the book quite some time ago. Yeah. And have watched and absorbed other other media. murdery things. Oh, sure. In between them. So I'm... Mm-hmm. Hazy on the details? Yeah, because there is a plot in murder mystery that is similar. Okay. In that someone... Yeah. 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 But the the main point is she's gone now. Yes. Yes. Um, and then that's kind of the, the straw that big. And from a killer's point of view, rightfully so. Mm. Yeah. She knew too much. Yeah. Her last words were uh, the window. The window. Yeah. So it takes a bit for um, Poirot to kind of work out what all of this meant. Because he had kind of. He had been suspicious of Father Levigny or whatever his how you pronounce his name. I'm sorry. I have no idea. The cleric. Um, And I, 
he had been like looking into him because he had motive because he, what he fig- what Poirot figures out is that um, the priest guy our cleric um, is actually a thief and has been posing uh, mm-hmm. as as a cleric as a hot priest yeah um, and has been like swapping all of Dr. Leidner's valuables valuables for like fakes and yeah. so you know the motive would then be oh if she figured it out then he would have yeah um a motive to kill her mm-hmm. you know but it didn't quite add up for Poirot. yeah he does disappear the night before mrs johnson's death he yes. just is outy um and the reason Poirot figures that out isn't this is something i forgot to mention there's a bit of wax on a cup yeah. earlier and so he's making forgeries and blah 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 blah. right 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 so he's gone and but it doesn't quite make sense yeah because he's also gone after she gets mrs johnson gets murdered so the timeline's different and yeah i mean because she did it t- took her like yeah a number of hours to die um yeah. it could have been him but like it didn't it still didn't quite track yeah do you want to take a break i think we should okay. i think this is the time Hello, everybody. This is Tristan Miller, the Saucy Sleuth, coming at you with some announcements and advertisements. Of course, you can go to audibletrial.com slash ADCpod, get a free book on us. Helps the show. We're also on the Scavengers Network. You can check out all their other content, including State Your Case and Insanely Haunted, which I don't know what it's about, but I'm going to check it out this week, and I'll let you know. There's just a lot of podcasts and a lot of choices on Scavengers Network, and sometimes it's hard to keep up. Um, Also, they have wet hot what is it wet hot moon juice which is a a nanoremo podcast so if you're doing national novel writing month maybe you can find some catharsis there um couple big announcements number one we have our own patreon you can go to patreon.com slash adc pod to support this podcast there um we're looking to do this show weekly but in order to do that, we have to get some of your support. So if you want to donate, even at the dollar level, you get access to bonus content and episodes that we'll be making in the future. Speaking of, um, this is our last novel that we're going to be reviewing for a while. Um, they're very time-consuming, and they're very big. As you can tell, this episode is very long. Um, so they're going to be available on the Patreon uh, for a bit, and then we'll unlock them once we reach a certain amount of donors. But we're going to be still reviewing them. It'll just be available on the Patreon for even at that $1 level, you'll get access to them. Um, yeah, uh, any help would be great. I would love it um, if you were to support us. We really love doing this podcast, and we want to be able to keep going with it, specifically if we can do it on a weekly basis. I think that would be really great. We're looking to get... um. 10 donors to be able to do that and we already have two um so here's hoping for eight more um tweet us at at adc pod okay and check out the new instagram it's at adc pod as well go check it out it's great melissa's doing a great job there okay anyway let's get back to the episode uh i love you all hope to hear from you soon Okay, so what happens next in the book is another third of the book where Hercule Poirot explains absolutely everything that's happened in the book again. Yeah. And, <laughs> my God, uh, I love a parlor reveal, but, my God. This one's a little too much. It's like, it was literally like 15 pages of just a straight monologue. No, it was, it was like 30 pages. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was, oh my gosh. It was yeah. just... It was... It was it's... It's not a long book. Like, it's 181 pages or something like that? It's 265. No. Well, in my Kindle, it's... I'm sorry, 281. Yeah. But yeah, so, still, it was still 30 pages. Yeah, and that's too many pages for... I'm sorry for that aggressive. No, I was just like... It's okay. It was more just like disbelief, like, oh my god, it felt like so much longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it still wasn't that long. Like, 281 is like yeah. a pretty short book. Yeah. Um, is it? I don't know book. 
I don't know how a book does it. Is that a short book? Yeah, it's pretty short. Okay. I mean, it's like... For a book, yeah. It's not... It's not a novella. It's still not... Uh, it's still a novel. But it's a pretty, you know... Yeah, yeah. Easy yeah. read. Yeah. Um. So... <sighs> but yeah, it's just... There is so much of... Yeah. And he explains why detail. everybody can't be the murderer. Why, every, why he suspected every person and blah, blah, blah. And, At one point he says he... Uh, suspected the nurse and she gets really fussy about it and he's like yeah Yeah, come down you're racist yeah yeah seriously um but and by the way i have to interject here yes because i did figure this one out yeah yeah good i figured this one out kind of at the beginning i mean i was entertaining other theories as well Mm -hmm. but i i did actually i figured this one out um, can I mention something though? This the best thing happens in these thirty pages. At one point, um, Poirot describes handsome man as having le sex appeal, which yes. is yep. perfect. Yeah. Um. So, I, I actually confused Doctor Riley and Doctor Leidner at the very beginning of the book. Sure. I thought that it was Doctor Riley who had had said, you know that Nurse Leatherin would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually suspected Dr. Riley mm-hmm. for much of it. However, um, I, I'm like, why is nobody looking into him? Yeah. Because uh, one of the theories that Poirot came up with, and we didn't mention this before, was that one of the people in the, uh, in the dig mm-hmm. group was either the former husband or the former husband's brother. Yeah. Pose, like... You know, yeah, and an assumed identity, um, which is why he was so suspicious of the cleric. Yeah, and that's like once that was posed, I'm like, that is the most interesting theory, and if it is not that, I will be very upset. Yeah, I would also say the reason the the cleric was cleared is because he like asked the police, "Do you know of any famous thieves that might be going through?" And they're like, oh, "Yeah, sure. this guy," and then they they caught him and took him to prison. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, he keeps, he goes through everything. He goes through everything. And the entire time he's, he keeps repeating how devoted Dr. Leidner was to his mm-hmm. wife. Couldn't possibly be him. He had who, an alibi. Who is, he's visibly shaking and very set, upset. Yeah. Still. Except though. Dun, dun, dun. It is him. Yes, of course. Cause even though he was on the roof the whole time, he was able to sneak over to the window. Hmm. Thank you, Miss Johnson, for your illuminating words mm-hmm. in your death. Um, you did a great service. Um, so he goes over to her window, and I guess she, like, leans over and is like, oh, hey. He taps on, oh, he puts yeah. the mask of the of the face she saw at night. Yeah. And she goes, ah, this is a trick. I need to figure out who's doing this to me. And he does this very genius thing mm-hmm. of, do you know what a Karen is? A cairn is a uh, a rock, a large stone, which you are meant to be stacked on top of each other for decorative or like um, informational purposes. Often used in hiking trails. Um, he takes a cairn. He had one with a hole through it because you can do that, and he puts a rope through it, and he swings the cairn in such a way where it bashes her face in yeah. from the roof through the window. And then this was a little hazy. I believe he quickly goes down and then puts her body on the bed. So yeah, it doesn't exactly so. make sense. Like swaps out the rug or something. Yeah. yeah. And then he puts it, puts, puts it, he places the Kieran back in the pile with the blood stained down. Easy enough. Um, and that's how he did it. Now, why he did it is because he is indeed her former husband. No. Yes. So her, she just married the same man twice. Which, you know, that's Didn't love. Yeah. yeah, And he was still crazy about her. Mm-hmm. So the reason that, like, the uh, the letters um, stopped and started kind of when they did, because Poirot was like, well, why wouldn't he have just prevented the marriage? And it's like, oh, it's because he married, mm-hmm. he married her. And then um, the threatening letters started up again because, indeed, she did fall for Mr. Handsome Man and they were mm-hmm. having an affair. Mm-hmm. And yes, he hated her because he loved her so much and, mm-hmm. you know, that whole that whole thing. I love John. I hate John. I love him. Yeah. I hate John. Um, so they were having this passionate affair and he knew about it and that's why he got so upset and mm-hmm. then, um, you know, 
it just he just couldn't help himself and he killed her yeah and then killed miss johnson of course when she figured it out yeah um yeah and then they go they send him to prison yeah and then sheila marries somebody there's always a marriage these things yeah like one of the tertiary characters the photographer probably yeah yeah it doesn't matter (laughs) <laughs> really doesn't. super doesn't matter okay so that's the plot of the book what do y'all think of this book okay okay so here i really i'll talk about what i liked first <laughs> okay um i really enjoyed that we finally had a murder plot that was not inspired by money because mm. it is the most, I mean, it happens all the time, but it is the most boring reason. Mm. The crime passionale. Yes. It's much more interesting. Um, and I really enjoyed that I figured it out. Yeah. Um, and that it was a really interesting um, concept. Mm. And like, you know, I love, you know, hidden identities and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. that, very good. Mm-hmm. The way we got there, like the actual structure of this book mm-hmm. and our narrator and just, you know, all that racism <laughs> that we, like, just just so That we much. normally love so much here on the program. <laughs> I mean, it normally. was, no, I mean, it was in a way that was. It was excessive. It was excessive and it just, it didn't serve anything. Um, like we weren't like, oh, this character is bad because he is racist. Or this yeah, is it a problematic. just felt like she didn't like Middle Eastern people. <laughs> yeah, so it was gross, and yeah, like I enjoyed the idea. I enjoyed the that, but like getting there was not great. No. So I've been debating numbers, but I think I'm gonna have to just go ahead and give it a five. All right. Okay. Um, the possibility of being Dr. Leitner had early on crossed my mind because generally what I do, unfortunately, is I'm like, who is the least likely? It's probably them, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that crossed and then I went away. And I'm going to be honest. This is how I feel about this book. Mm-hmm. We decided to read this book next, obviously, because it's the next in the series. Yeah. About two months ago. And we just hadn't got a chance to sit down and talk about it so i checked it out two months ago and i finished it last night that is how difficult it was for me to get through this book it just that first third once poirot showed up it was pretty easy for me to get through it the first third was but it was abysmal and just a slog and doesn't really add to the anything because what happens is you have you have nurse leatherin getting the lay of the land yeah and then you have poirot show up and get the lay of the land and then at the end you have him for 30 pages tell you the lay of the land and then the book ends so it felt almost as if she had one idea and kept repeating it three times um, this should have been a short story. Yes, precisely. Um, I'm sure I'd make an excellent film. Yeah. Um, and that is something that I I was I was talking to Christina about, of like, I think Poirot is best served in in short stories and in the TV series. I think when you have a novel, I think. You can kind of tell that she's stretching a lot of things out, unless it's something like Murder on the Orient Express. A couple of them are brilliant. Yeah. Or like Murder of Roger Ackroyd, which is genius. Um, But, yeah, it was just very difficult to get through. None of the tertiary characters were particularly likable. Um, It was also one of those things of she told us how likable this, this woman was that gets murdered and she never shows us. She never like lets her be charming in any way, shape or form. Yeah. 
and it would have been nice to be on her side so when she does get murdered you care in any way shape or form um i think poirot also doesn't do it's not he we he's not as at his best in this one no he's he's there and he solves it and it's like but it's not there's the charm is not there yeah there's no flair to it um so i'm giving it a two out of ten okay uh one out of ten tyler wow yeah didn't like it couldn't you gave it murder for christmas yeah i I will never read this but i will oh my gosh it was just a slog i would read this before murder for christmas though at least murder for christmas if i were to read it again (laughs) i would know that it was horrible like i was i was suspect of murder for christmas from the beginning because i was like it's not my boy whereas like this my boy failed me my oh, my favorite detective right. failed me, and I did not mm-mm, didn't mm-mm. care for it. She should know better. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You know, I love racism as much <laughs> as the next person, <laughs> and the next person hates racism. <laughs> so <laughs> this this, oh this was this is a time. Uh, this is something that like I really had to like really just turn everything off in order to read the book because I just kept letting myself get distracted because I could not get into this book. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate reiteration, so I won't go into all the same points, and I'll just give it a rating of 3 out of 10. Yeah. So that's an average score of 3. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are desperate for... If you've finished all of the other Poirot books... You can read this one. But I would say, Melissa, I would agree with your point. The concept is very strong. It was yeah. very enjoyable. You get a good sense of, like, what the the compound where they all live is. Like, all those parts are strong, but it just, yeah, too long. When she starts talking about the letters, I'm like, yes, thank you. Can I tell you, though? <sighs> she, at one point, goes on about what an archaeo... Because they... Uh, <laughs> nurse... Lethington visits the dig site and she goes on about it yeah. and it feels like she just wanted to talk about archaeology and she's just like write an essay it's yeah. fine you can just do that yeah. you can write a memoir about when you were in the Middle East doing an archaeological dig that's fine and like listen I like long books that have lots of detail love Lord of the Rings I have I enjoy Lord of the Rings I also really like Charles Dickens, who got paid by the word. Yes, he yes he did. Love Charles Dickens. Beautiful books. But this was like, what? why? No. No, no, no. This is superfluous. And may I say, with both of those examples, um, given them long books, the prose is eloquent and is beautiful as well as being excessive. Whereas yeah. with Agatha, she writes in a way that is easy to read. Right. So when she goes on for a very long time, it's just kind of boring. Right. Because there's no, in no way is it like, I don't know, like flowery. Right. Um, but when you have something that is a very, like the big four, that mm. is also a very strong of book of hers, mm. um, it's, there's a lot of detail in it mm-hmm. because there has to be, because it's just a yes. very intricate plot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Murder on the Orient Express, Murder of Roger Ackroyd, and Big Four have been probably the strongest. Yeah. I think she also has a lot, a, a very similar problem to a lot of speculative fiction and a lot of pop, um, you know, pulp, rather, fiction, mm-hmm. of, like, the concept is so strong, and then we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. But, yeah, um, that's how... I, 1.5 because I don't want it to be yeah murder for Christmas level because she deserves better. It's true. There was a there was a story in there she just didn't write it well. Um, though similarities both uh both of those books have characters with past nays, so that's now my sign to to be on the, my guard to see if the book's absolute garbage. <laughs> I see. Okay. Uh, if, it's a, if there's a the pass signal. nay, I say nay. I pass and I nay. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have solved it. <laughs> the crime. Of this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and therefore, I will call this meeting adjourned.
Is that still recorded? Yep. Yeah. <laughs>